When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When CM Punk buries you on live television, that's a monster pop. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 30, episode triple X of the Monster Pop Podcast. I am Dr. Destruction, PhD, and of course I am accompanied by the uh, acolyte of the game, D-Straight. You stole my thunder. I wanted to say the thing about how 30 is also triple X. Well, it's almost like you may have in another timeline. <laughs> are you saying that there are multiple timelines going on here? Uh, at least when it comes to this episode. Um, <laughs> there may, in fact, be multiple timelines. Einstein is a fucking amateur, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> e equals MC cubed, my man, figure it out. And of course, we also have the sexiest Blood Hunt Twitch streamer alive, Reclaim Joey. Hi, what's up? <laughs> I love the idea of it being a triple X episode. Like this is where it's going to be the sexiest episode of all time. The sexiest yeah. episode of Monster Pop yet. And turns out people have already been fucked today. So we're going to keep that fire going as we answer a listener question. What are your favorite wrestling related shit posts? Be it YouTube poop, a disparaging edit, meme, etc. All right, so uh, there was a few pretty good ones uh, that I came to mind from Botchamania, where we have, um, they usually have like, these really fun little edits at the end of the show. Uh, this week they had one with Jericho where he is buried, like it's when he's talking about how disrespectful it is when fans like say like, oh, you botched that or whatever. And he's like, fuck you. Instead, it's an edit about uh, he hates that fans sing Judas and that Judas is a shitty song, that there's no such thing as a great Fozzie song. <laughs> uh, obviously things you can never fathom him saying. But it's really good. And another one they did uh, a while ago was one uh, that I think you can actually just find an isolated video of it on YouTube, where Jim Cornette like just talks about every person on the Tekken Three roster. I think where it's just like all these things, and like some of the clips have like pretty obvious origins. Like when he's talking about uh, Anna, it's very clearly like something that he was talking about like with Anna J or something, and things like that. But it's a it's a really fun one. Um, it's really random, but it's it's really solid. It's fucking yeah, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, like he like they take uh, clips from his podcast and they just put it together, and um, he just describes the roster and stuff like that. Like when he gets to the bear, he goes, he goes the bear. Oh, the bear is always a baby face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, I can't. There's there's one guy where he's like he's stunningly Japanese and full of himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like there's like a he goes to a chick and he goes, boy, I'd love to see her titties bounce around. Yeah, it's 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 Anna because uh, okay. it was the it, it was when Jim Ross got all that shit because he like yeah. <laughs> brought notice to like that was it. I don't think she actually had a wardrobe malfunction, but he just like was like, was that a wardrobe malfunction? Or was oh, that yeah. wishful thinking? <laughs> so it was him, you know, responding to that. But, Dude, Triple yeah. X old horny JR. Horny on main JR. <laughs> well, I've got yeah, a lot to say about JR today. <laughs> the wheels are off on JR. You know, the edit that keeps on giving is the Vince McMahon. Come on out, you rapist. <laughs> <laughs> there was, yeah, there was been giving a lot to him lately, too. <laughs> Yeah, him, and then it's himself coming out. Yeah, yeah. He, it's it's whenever he came out um, after the initial allegations, and he's like coming out like all full of himself and like fucking big deal. They can't do anything to me. Yeah, just it's just come on out, you rapist. Just him, <laughs> fucking insane. But you know, in the wrestling business, a never-ending fucking stream of guys that you could come out after that fucking intro, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. And then you could bring guys over from uh, outside of wrestling as well. In, in in real like triple X fashion, my favorite uh, edit has to be. There's been a lot. I mean, Botchamania is great, right? It's one of the go tos. 
But my favorite, it was on this YouTube YouTube channel called It Begins Again, and it was part of just a random video. Legit the funniest one I've ever seen. Uh, and it's the JR Come video. <laughs> um, so it's when Kurt Angle, you know, doused everybody in the ring with milk. And they start off with like this, exp- like they're, they're talking about it like backstage, like they're remembering it fondly or whatever. And everybody, it's just like, like YouTube poop, right? Where they take words and they put them together and make it sound like another word or whatever. So they're saying that Kurt Angle doused everybody with cum. And <laughs> they have all these people backstage talking about it. And Stephanie McMahon's like, it gets in your face and all in your hair and it stinks and all sorts of shit. It cuts to the actual like event when it happened. Jim Ross is just screaming his head off like Jim Ross does. And he's like, he's like, my God, Kurt Angle's attacking everybody with cum. It's cum. And he's saying like, <laughs> cumamania is running wild. There's, yeah. also this, there's like a part where like Sean Stasiak slips. And like now you have this context of what it's supposed to be. And it, there's just all this milk everywhere. And fucking Sean Stasiak slips I on the milk. I think this one too. They also censor like the hose that Kurt. Oh uses, yeah, so it looks like it's, it's all blurred out. So it looks like it's like you know he's just you know handling a massive cock. And I, just, I forgot <laughs> about that. And, like Sean Stasiak slips and it makes like cartoon slips and smacks when he lands on it and stuff like that. And they're just he's he's just like spraying everybody down and Jim Ross is screaming. And then it shows like a close up of like oh yeah and like Stephanie McMahon's like swimming. She's doing like the swimming thing and then. Uh, it shows a close-up of Steve Austin, like, pissed off, and he's covered in milk. And, and, and Jim Ross goes, So-called Steve Austin has been humiliated with cum! <laughs> oh, my God. It's, yeah, I mean, that was that was pretty funny. But, you know, now I'd like to give a plug for my favorite Twitter account with 10 followers. I'm going to qualify that. Wrestling News Pro. And you can follow it at Wrestling News P2. <laughs> what the f- You know... They're covering all the takes that the rest of wrestling journalists won't won't fucking cover. When Mike Bailey jizzed his pants after getting a toe job from Effie, <laughs> Wrestle News Pro was there. When Chris Benoit apologized for his home behavior, <laughs> Wrestle News Pro was there to cover that. This is a it's, it's, it's clearly it's obviously a wrestling news like um like parody account. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, it fan of, it's a fan of the show. Who, whoever runs this account, he likes the show, and yeah. So we noticed this this uh, account right away. But it definitely needs some love. But he he, uh, he makes these little edits and makes these like it's like, like yeah like kayfabe moves like the onion the onion for wrestling news. Yeah, a really great one was uh, the uh, breaking news first image of Cody Rhodes after the WWE uh, signing has surfaced, and it's uh, him in a. Saudi Arabia. It's the weird. I don't know if anyone remembers like the glowing globe with like Trump and this like like one of the Saudi royals and someone else like they're touching it and like Cody's just inserted there, which I think was like kind of <laughs> it was parodying like all the uh, like Cody with, like Malcolm X memes and whatnot <laughs> for like the ending. It, like, yeah, it was so good. It was the one that you said didn't age well. Oh yeah, Jeff Hardy. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy returned home safely after uh, without getting a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> and then he then like and then later the, yeah later jeff hardy has been arrested in florida <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> although i will say he didn't cover and uh, you know i don't know why no one wanted to touch this but not even wrestle news pro wanted to touch the fact that jeff hardy was reportedly transporting over a dozen pomeranians in the car at the time of his arrest <laughs> there's a did you see the jerry the king lawler edit he did 
Uh, I, no. I don't like if it, it's an audio. Yeah, yeah, if you look at the very top. Oh, I yeah, no. It I even says, "Wow, this is great!" Like, like, like Lawler yeah. says. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that <laughs> it's a shout out to us because it's 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 Jerry Lawler saying he loves Monster Pop. So, shout out to Wrestling News Pro, Wrestling News P two. We love that freaking Twitter account. I want to see it up to eleven followers after the show. Straight hits. up. And thanks to Jerry Lawler, too, for doing that. that was yeah, right, yeah, that's the real I, Jerry I'm Lawler. Fan. I'm a Memphis guy. Yeah, I'm a Memphis guy, too, man. Love that guy. <laughs> that's the real Jerry Lawler. Let's get into the biggest news story of this week. CM Punk and his backstage heat with half the roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is the biggest news of the week, for sure. We can lead this right into our review of Dynamite this week. This news is insane. So I was so busy trying to catch up with the G1 that I stayed away from most of the wrestling world. Um, so all I saw, and I knew this was weird. So Punk comes out and they're in Virginia, right? West Virginia. So Hangman's from Virginia. So while not quite, you know, in his home state, they're in the outlaw Virginia, right? So they're in his neck of the woods. So Punk comes out, opens Dynamite this week or last week at this point. Comes out and does his normal baby face. Wow, what a reaction. It's great to be in. Checks I can't notes. help but smile. West Virginia. The most like by the book baby face promo. Until. He's like, uh, you know, hey man, you want that rematch? Let's do it right now. Which kind of fits ring. like with the baby face thing. But it's like, wow, like, are we, are we really going to get this rematch? Then. Crowds popping. Crowds going nuts. He does the fold the legs Indian style. I can't, you can't say Indian style anymore. He folds his, he folds his legs. CM Punk style. That's what we're going to call that from now. But I've been sitting that, you know, since elementary school. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, you've been sitting CM Punk style since <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> Crowds popping and no hangman interaction. Nothing. Weird. So I saw that and thought that was strange. Didn't lead anywhere. Well, not just that. He doesn't come out and he says, that's, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. So he know? explicitly brings that's note right. to it. He also says like the he also says the apology needs to be as loud as the disrespect. And he sounds really pissed off. So obviously CM Punk went into business for himself. And I remember hearing about something like this happening in the past. Like Shawn Michaels was being like a douche, like he's doing what he does. And he called out the Undertaker to come out. And he's like, he's you know, he's like, I was like, I dare the Undertaker to come out here right now. And Undertaker wasn't there. Like he wasn't booked or anything. But he got into a lot of trouble because that's somebody going into business for himself. And if you don't answer a call out, I guess it makes you look stupid. So this is really bad. Um, it really bad on CM Punk's part. Uh, but people are wondering, is it a work? Is it not? I mean, this is kind of like the MJF thing. Like people are wondering yeah, what's going on. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like that's the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Is that they're doing something with this. So they retconned it later with a funny bit. Was that on BTE? Yeah, yeah. they did. That, that was just BTE stuff. And like I wouldn't really consider that a retcon. They were just showing that they're just well, making they, it. They sometimes, they, they sometimes treat that as like, you know, the in kayfabe canon. They're making fun of it. You know, they've done things where like, you know, um, Christopher. It was really Christopher, funny. Yeah, Christopher Daniels, like, you know, you know, he botches. So they made it like a thing where, you know, Michael Nakazawa greased up the ropes with his baby oil that was a or whatever. Mess 
or Matt Seidel, yeah, whatever, whatever they did, like they always do something. They did something with Christopher Daniels too, but they always try to make light of these kind of situations and stuff like that. So in this case, it shows Hangman in the back giving this fiery pep talk to the Dark Order, and he's being, it's pretty fucking funny. He's like, "I want to see more sex," and then a guy from the crew was like, "Hey, Hangman, you need." To, he's like, "Shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up," <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and won't get the message that Punk is calling him yeah, out. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty funny. it's pretty funny. But all the reports started coming out uh, pretty much immediately that that was unscripted, that CM Punk, um, I mean, their, their promos are unscripted in general, but... But, like, they have, like, an outline that's sort of planned. Well, well even what, if it's not necessarily scripted, they're like, kind of like, all right, you're no, going to talk about well, this. Well, nobody knew that CM Punk was going to do this, and yeah. he, went into, he definitely went into business for himself, confirmed. Then all of the fucking information started coming out that there's heat between him and some of the other people in the locker room, and then that turned into that's people saying that here. there's... Yeah, between there's heat between um like ex WWE guys and AEW originals and wait wait like ex WWE guys are banded together so i think it's not so much i think the way it is is it's it's like some ex WWE guys that are like on punk's side so they're on his side because in theory this was retaliation for the, when they had like the punk hangman stuff like which was you know part of their promos their confrontations and hangman had like kind of teased some bit you know and i guess like specifically it was like you know you say you're about worker rights but you've done the exact opposite since you've been here which i guess was like you know a reference to colt cabana and yeah. I guess punk's quest to get him fired which has not materialized which is like you know you've got yeah. everything else in the world you really yeah need this guy who you frankly screwed to get fired i don't understand is is he really so trying to get Colt we don't know fired. so that's the, so that's the word i mean we haven't seen colt on tv for a long time and they sparingly use him on uh, shocking ring of he honor was there for like their gamescom trailer for their games like him and yeah. Uno are the ones playing the game so but, like yeah that's not on tv but we haven't seen we haven't seen colt on tv at all yeah the word is is that that he was going to get fired and this is apparently cm punk wanting him to get fired and the bucks and kenny and hangman they all came to bat for him and talked Tony into renewing the contract and not firing him. So you know what? If it, if nothing else, it would just be a fucking PR nightmare. Yeah, true, straight up. And uh, so apparently they talked him. In, they talked him out of it. They like Colt Cabana. So that was apparently what like you know they go out there. They don't have a script. They're trying to. They're basically just shooting on each other, like because they can. You know, this might be why WWE like they script their promos and stuff like that to avoid problems like this. But obviously, this makes for better promos anyways there's some drawbacks to doing it that way but i think it pays off yeah i agree so apparently cm punk got really upset about this about him calling him calling that out there's just been a lot of heat there and cm punk hasn't had a mic you know since that promo and this is his first chance so he just randomly said that which seems really petty it seems really unprofessional people are saying especially because like the hangman call out was very like inside baseball yeah fans speculated that's yeah. what he was talking about but like this just really highlights that, like, oh, no, this is 100% what he's talking about, yeah. and you're kind of an asshole. If CM Punk didn't say shit about this, nobody would even say anything right now. It's kind of the Barbra Streisand effect. Like, nobody cared until they fucking complained. Now it's huge news. But there's also another side of the coin where people think it's a work. And they have been doing this, like... And, and people have put together every single moment where, where there was, like, a reference to CM Punk being an asshole and nobody knows or it. Or being, like, or referenced like, as an yeah, asshole. Yeah. He was a baby face. Yeah. And so everybody's calling it the Am I the Asshole Punk era. They basically put together, like, 
a bunch of clips, including remember when Eddie was like saying, nobody wants to say it, you know, but you're, yeah, you know, no nobody wants, wants you here, but nobody else wants to say it and stuff like that. There's been like these little sprinkles yeah. of story that people have been alluding to. You mean story or you mean the... Well, the reality. or the reality, whatever it is, there's been little sprinkles of it here and on out. But if CM Punk isn't mad, if, if CM Punk is mad at Hangman, why wouldn't he be mad at like Eddie Kingston or for saying it or any of these other people that do this stuff and... But everybody's calling it the MJF. Yeah, MJF went to that well. Yeah, he yeah. did, and like everybody's calling it the end. Well, his his well was a little bit more like personal. That like you know I was your fan, and you yeah. like, abandoned me because I'm like a Mark teenager. Or yeah, whatever. but I think I remember him saying nobody wants. Yeah, you he here. did say that. Yeah, uh, yeah, he might yeah. have. He did. Like people are. He's yeah. He's saying that. And so, like, there's, like, everybody's calling it the am, the, am I the asshole punk. Then there's, like, the thing about CM Punk doesn't work with heels. He's supposed to be a big baby yeah. face. And he's kind of a fake baby face, MJF like you said. the only person yeah, and he that said, was a heel. And even then, yeah. like, that had that bit in the middle where everyone was like, oh, did, like, MGF just turn? <laughs> yeah, everybody thought he turned. And, like, there was... But, I mean, that was part of the heel. It was. Ultimate. It was. Yeah, right. But, like, but still, it was still, like, a sprinkle of it. And, um, you know, and CM Punk does that real low-hanging fruit... Oh, I can't help but smile when I'm out here and stuff like that. It seems very deliberate. Yeah, it seems like he's setting up for a big heel turn. Mm-hmm. I, maybe this is part it, it of it. Could, man. It could be. I'm concerned. I mean, like, yeah, maybe I'm getting a little worked here. This whole promo, even after this, was a heel turn to me. Maybe he talks shit about like, uh, well, like. Can we get into it? Yeah, go ahead. So, like, he then you know calls up Mox, which makes sense. That's his challenger, but he kind of just buries him. He says like. He's a champion, but he's, like, the third best guy in his group, which, that's debatable, but, like, if you believe that, like, you probably shouldn't say it for, like, you know, in kayfabe, acknowledge that. He's the third best guy in his group, which is something that has always been the case in his career, like, implying that he's worse than, like, Roman and Seth, which is kind of laughable. Then he's, like, always oh, dodging his best friend, who's, like, the third best Eddie, second best Kingston. He always takes an opportunity to take a shot at Eddie. Yeah, and just, like, I said, like, this was, like, a way that, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, kind of, like, just, like, oh, you know, I'm better. This was, like, kind of, I said, like, sort of, like, going into business for himself a bit. Like, I was, like, fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, it, it, like and, and you know what? Maybe, like, this is going to be, like, the same conversation we had, like, when we talked about MJF. Like, is it a work? Is it not? I, I think it's a work. I think they've been doing this for a while. If, they're, if, if this is the way AEW tells their stories and it's awesome, then why wouldn't they do it with their biggest star? Yeah, this is... Uh, but I thought you said at the top that this was confirmed, him going into I'm business I'm saying confirmed by news outlets. So what do they know? Maybe they're getting work too. This is what we've talked about before. Yeah. So yeah. they're saying that he's going into the business for himself. There's all this like heat and everything and that things are getting to a boiling point. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a work. I think that they're fucking working towards this. I don't think they would... that. Even CM Punk wouldn't be um, unprofessional enough at this point in his career to just go out there with the money he's getting paid and try to bury Hangman out there, you know? It's crazy. And what did he think? Like, Hangman was, they were going to rush yeah. him to Gorilla and, like, get him out there? One of the last, yeah, what is what if they yeah. did? What if the, like, just go out there and beat him, like, yeah. shoot on him? One of the laughable things, uh, you got to go out what, there. One yeah. of the laughable things I saw is, like, uh, I, I listened to Jim Cornette's take on this and stuff, and he was like, sucking cm punk off big time like he really like enjoyed this and he was like he was like saying like they should be afraid of cm punk he's had ufc fights and shit like that and it's like okay like how like how can you fucking even say that and he's talking shit about how those guys are pussies or whatever and it's and he's like he 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 might have had two ufc fights and he lost to them but he's had two ufc fights he's been in there and it's like dude like 
So but Kenny Omega's had like six. I could I could go zero and two in the UFC. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. And I might be able to run from a motherfucker yeah. and have the same match length. So, and then he said he said some shit like he said some shit like like you think the guy with the butterfly pants can beat up CM Punk? Well, honestly, yeah, I kind of do. He probably could. And like, which it, it's so embarrassing that people there's there's people that kind of. Um, they, they they regurgitate the sentiment that CM Punk would beat everybody up. Like what? I'm sorry, man, but I don't no, buy dude. It. I don't buy it based on the fact that he's not very athletic. Yeah. I'm not saying you know he's not tough because I know he's tough, but I don't. Know, he took a, he not, took a shot at a guy who he knew wasn't there. I mean, I mean, if you want to go, yeah, that's, that's if you yeah. want to go, if you want to go by that stuff, Kenny Omega's had ufc fight or not ufc but mma fights and he's got like he's he's just like six wins or something like that please shut the fuck up when it comes to that kind of thing and that's someone who like Cornette goes out of his way to bury it yeah causing like a pansy and all sorts of shit and like that's the guy that would beat ass oh i forgot i forgot to mention the other shot that cm punk took which yeah. was said that he was that uh john wouldn't be the first john that he beat in chicago and he's still not number one there yeah so worse than john mm. cena too He's like, yeah, I, I just think, I feel like this is all by design. CM Punk, there's no way CM Punk is this unprofessional. It's like the super exaggerated version of the dickhead that I think that he is. Yeah. I don't think that's the case. I do think CM Punk is a dickhead. If it's not a work. I like him. I like him. Yeah. You know, we're all in a, all the straightish guys are in a fraternity and we meet, we meet every Thursday night, but <laughs> he's a little bit of a dickhead. I just don't think he's this much of a fucking dickhead to yeah. go out there and just completely piss on the company, piss on the top guys. I do think this is part of storyline. Mm-hmm. Obviously that if MJF ever comes back, like we'll maybe have a sample of how they operate like this, but punk's whole pipe bomb and summer of punk that was all working in this vein. Yeah. Like with yeah. the shoot shit, it was kind of the template ECW did some stuff like that too, but I think this like the modern template, the one everyone remembers, the one that got the most mileage. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy fucking set the standard for this, and they did it with MJF. There's no reason to think that they wouldn't do it with the top guy. You're right, and it's getting attention, and we're still talking about it. It got buzz, and you know the camera was ready to cut to some what the fuck faces and oh my god faces in the crowd. You know, not saying they wouldn't do that on the fly, right. but they did that. You know, they're telling a story with the presentation as well as what's going on in the ring. Mm-hmm. It does seem like a work to me and I don't know what the ultimate payoff is. Anyway, do you want to talk about um, the Mox interactions? Yeah. So Mox's music hits. Punk says that it'll take a while. So he starts doing snow angels. So, which again, I'm like to me, this seems like full, like heelish stuff, like mocking his opponent, whatnot. When Mox gets to the ring, he tells the crowd to watch out because Punk is throwing pipe bombs. But then he makes fun of him, saying that he's the best in the world. Uh, kind of laughs at that and says that he's not even always the best in catering. <laughs> Which that I, I, I buy a little bit more. <laughs> like that's yeah, <laughs> straight up. <laughs> and then they maybe you know, he's talking like, about Cole Cabana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That, actually, that oh, probably was a reference. Like, I didn't think about that. That probably was a reference to him. Right? Those were those were good. Those are good lines. But did anybody else feel like John, like Mox felt kind of shook and shook right here? Yeah, because like it was weird. I feel like he wasn't expecting like that he would have to respond to that kind of a promo. Yeah, because like normally like his promos, it's like he's like, yeah, you know, you're a tough guy, but I'm like, you know fucking sadistic or whatever right whereas here it's like this guy's like burying me so i kind of have to like return in kind mm-hmm. 
it was very like on like on on his toes he seemed kind of shook and it was the one of the weakest pull apart fights i've ever seen in my whole life it was weak as punk's shit. punches in particular were really awful <laughs> punk's punches were were bad they, d- they did another one later in the show yeah. and i actually liked i actually liked that they did that, that yeah they had him you know, Mox came out later and took out Nice. Come oh, out of the room. Yeah. Speak, you probably niece. missed this too uh, for that Nice bit. <laughs> I think he might be injured uh, or something. But anyways, he uh, posted something. It's like, oh, you know, I'm really upset that Mox did that. You know, I was up against like a new debuting talent. You know, he might not get his chance now. And people were getting worked. Hard. Oh, oh yeah. And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, if you knew who it was, you would shit yourself or something like that. He said you would you would go crazy that he didn't get to show. <laughs> and people were like, oh, who was it? Gotta tell us. <laughs> yeah, people were getting worked by that. Um, but like there was in that during that pull apart, like Mox kept going in underneath Punk, and Punk just kept getting on top of him, and he kept doing it over and over and over. It was real embarrassing. It was it was bad. It was bad. And they did a pull apart later, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like we just said after the knees thing, that was really awful too. Yeah, and then and then something and weird dude, happens when Punk when okay when Punk was walking to the ring during that second segment, you know, when Mox came out. Yeah. God, he looked like an old man. He did an old man walk. Like, he looked like Mandelbaum from fucking Seinfeld, dude. Like, he was doing... Like, Larry David is more fucking coordinated <laughs> than, than this shit. It was so bad. Like, he looked so weak and unathletic and goofy. He looks like Glass fucking Joe, dude. He looks like the guy you knock out on level one. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm not buying it. And I like this guy, you know? I'm just not buying Here's it. Here's another really, like, weird part to add to all this. The unification match is arguably one of the biggest, most important matches in the history of this company, right? Because it's a unification match. Yeah. yeah. And they're doing it on Dynamite tonight. Yeah. Like, what? They're not going to do it at All Out, which is really soon? What the hell? That's crazy. So something is... Yeah, which means... Something's up. So, and some people are thinking, like, oh, well, they'll have, like mjf like I, I don't i didn't really see anything here where it was like oh yeah like mjf is like obviously inserted in the feud because like it wasn't like punk brought him into yeah like, the discussion like he like he, he could have taken like a passing shot at him just to kind of foreshadow that but, um as a possibility or just tease it but like my guess especially like seeing punk like this like my guess is he's not totally physically recovered um i could be wrong but i don't think we get a proper finish tonight but yeah, I, I could be wrong, but I think that, like, you know, this is, like, something happens tonight, we get that match at the pay-per-view, maybe someone else is inserted into it, or something happens that we don't get a proper finish tonight. There's been a lot of speculation about who is actually going to be the opponent at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, yeah. I guess they could do a non-finish, and it leads to a rematch, you know, with Mox or whatever, and they do some kind of gimmick match or something. I've heard Eddie Kingston, I've heard... Uh, you know, obviously MJF. People think it could be Hangman. Hangman wasn't the plan, as far as we know. Too, yeah, why, as like, far as we know. But thing. yeah, but that was but yeah. This change. is these are just people that are speculating and stuff like that. And uh, from what we just found out um, while you're away, is that they said that there was going to be a talent meeting uh, at AEW. Like a mandatory, what, what, what is it called? A mandatory meeting or something? Uh, they just, he just said an AEW talent meeting to take place today. So because like, you know, there seems to be this division, you know, like some, some reports that said like it was approaching a breaking point or whatnot. And, you know, we, we don't know how exaggerated that was. I mean, clearly there's something there, but they're having a talent meeting and you know, we'll see where, where that uh, takes it. Hopefully, you know, 
Is it hatchets are buried? Isn't it crazy that all this news and stuff comes out like right around when like a show's gonna air or like the pay per views coming up and stuff like that? Build to a pay per view. <laughs> I wonder how common the talent meetings are, or if this is a rarity. I don't know. They're doing the mock thing tonight. I just don't understand why they would do a non finish and then do a rematch on the pay per view. If you're going to do that, just make that match special. Like build to it. You've only got two or three weeks of TV. You can't stretch out a build to a big pay-per-view title unification match. Maybe the biggest match in their history with two of the most recognizable, marketable fucking stars they have. You can't do a build for that without having a match. Well, I I mean, you You can, can. but there's like a sort of like, I like the idea here of them being like, oh, like they're like, that's why we're having the match, right? Is that these two just can't like... You know they want to fight, like you know, they which is fine. Twice and that's the show. Yeah, something's going on. That's here. fine. But if if you're going to play it that way and get the match over with, obviously, you know they control that they're pissed at each other so much that they want to hurry up and have the match. But if they're going to play it that way, I just don't see Mox being the challenger at the pay per view. I just don't. If because why do a build? That includes a match. You see him being the champion. One clear champion. I, I I guess you could do it with now. There's a, a unified champ and they're getting their rematch. But so at that point, if you get a clear winner and you unify these fucking things, yeah. the rematch loses some luster. Well, what if it's like, what if it like there's just something really going on here? And it can't be Moxley is is his opponent. If so, it's just it's just whack. Well, I think well, like, you know, if there's something going on here, then they're putting it on Mox, and then CM Punk can go play with his fucking dick at home or something, and then Mox goes on to wrestle somebody else. Could be that. We're talking a lot about this, and this episode that episode's going to air <laughs> yeah, tonight. That's yeah, that's but, fair. We we should probably you know move on. Before. That's okay. You know you know I'll say this about this episode of Dynamite. Yeah. Everybody knows by now Kenny returned. Yeah. This was kind of a wrestling light episode of Dynamite. You had the two really big matches with Danielson and Garcia and then the big trios match with Kenny heavy. return. It was it was good too. Definitely more angle. It was good though too. For someone who and, and I I ran through it and like I was trying to go through it quick. There was not as much wrestling as there normally is. That might be the case. A lot of backstage interviews. You know, a lot of shit like that and not as much wrestling. But with that said, I think they could get away with it because... They got a lot of build-up to do. A lot of build-up to do. At least one big hot angle, really, because the two marquee matches you did have were kind of big time. Yeah. Uh, Well, let's get into um, one of the backstage angles. So, Shivani interviews Hobbs, basically asks why he betrayed Hobbs. And Hobbs basically just said that, you know, Ricky said he was okay with losing. He's not, so he beat the shit out of him. And he says that he breaks hearts and necks, you know, specifically. Hearts? Recalling the neck injury. I thought he said backs. He said backs, too, at another point. But he said, like, hearts. Like, isn't, like, you know, these people were... Oh, okay. I guess we should also note, this was the House of the Dragon Game of Thrones promotional episode. To celebrate that, we have the Dragon Slayer Daniel Garcia versus the the American Dragon Brian Danielson in a two out of three falls match. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is the timekeeper. You know what? You know what's funny about this episode too is it was very Game of Thrones theme and not just the dragon stuff. Like there was a lot of like betrayal and there was a lot of like like you said it was very <laughs> angle heavy. It was and like family turning on family. Like it was oh, I'm telling I'm not joking. That's, that's, <laughs> if anything if anything Game of Thrones yeah. or George Error Martin Error. got that from fucking 
got that from no, you're, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that like they're stealing it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like they saved that they saved these angles and these big moments for this episode, and it is very obvious. That is why it was like oh, that. Do you think that was on purpose? Yeah, a hundred percent, dude. Are you, th- dude? That's why they rushed the whole fucking like. That's why they rushed the 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 fucking gun club stuff with the claimed and everything. That's why they rushed it so they could get it to this point. Huh. They're paying them some heavy money. It was it was it was a very very much heavy like turns and twists and stuff like that. It was very much uh, Game of Thrones esque. We also in this match, uh, Garcia does the lion tamer, but it's the dragon tamer. I like it. I like but, uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. But th- this match, I mean, I, this match ruled. It was really, really fucking good. It, it kind of went, I, I'd say, the way you would expect it to as far as, like, who got which falls. Uh, Danielson wins in the end. And, like, you get, like, this this really big, like, crowd reaction for, like, you know, Garcia. Like, you're a wrestler chance um, because that was the whole feud. And, you know, yeah. like, sports entertainer, you're a wrestler. And, uh it seems like he might join up with uh, Danielson, the Blackpool Combat Club, and you know he kind of turns on Jericho here a little bit. Just a little. I mean, there's like a, there's definitely a tease, and I guess they're supposed to meet in the ring tonight. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the match compared to the previous match? I don't know if I liked it as much as the previous match. I liked. It. I, I, I thought it was really good, but the previous match had a um, nice little story with Danielson, like, oh, he's be back too early, and there was like some like uh jeopardy like Jer- danielson was in jeopardy and it was it was it was really good i thought so i don't the think this... even in a vacuum just yeah. looking at the match i think the last one was yeah i think so i think too. the finish puts this one over the last one because like you had like the goofy you know jake hager's hand and whatnot um that's true with the last yeah one. that was that was goof yeah. yeah i mean this was really good i mean don't get me wrong this match was awesome yeah. but that hand was quenched it was it was quenched it was quenched, <laughs> it, was quenched. Uh, it was pretty awesome though uh of yeah. course you know we mentioned the tony stuff but then we have jas stuff with uh, tony shivani and you know jericho like confronts garcia like you know what the mm-hmm. fuck and whatnot and then going he- back to that going back to the punk uh segment where moxley takes out nice we talked about this in a previous episode about segments bleeding into each other. And this didn't necessarily bleed into this segment, but it was a continuation from earlier. Like it exploded out again later, and I really like that shit. Yeah, I thought that was and like that was very easy. You know, yeah, one of the things yeah. that I think we've mentioned that we would like to see more is like sort of stuff that's like, you know, weaved throughout the show. And this episode had mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never mind that it wasn't very good when it actually, you know, was said and done. <laughs> but um, you did get the CM Punk Mandelbaum ramp walk, which I'll never forget. <laughs> but anyway, so with the JS stuff, uh, Ricky Steamboat said that uh, Danielson would be a better mentor for Garcia, and uh, Angela tries to choke him, and he chops him in response. Gives him. I knew that shit was coming. Oh, I yeah. knew the fucking Steamboat chop was coming. <laughs> He's always like, I always like because even when uh, he was on like some of like the Legends nights for WWE, they, they always like. Steamboat's always like kind of given like due respect and whatnot. I always appreciate that. He's great. He's one of the greats. Remember when he was going to be Ric Flair's final opponent? Oh my god! He was like, "No, that's stupid, dude." <laughs> he's like, "Fuck that." <laughs> what? He's like, "What am I, a stupid bitch?" He was probably thinking like, because like everyone's always like, you know, the the like marquee match. Like everyone's like, "Oh, you know, Flair Steamboat," and he's probably just like, "No, like, the, like that would just like ruin the definition of that term." <laughs> 
<laughs> Did you imagine a flare of Steve? Honestly, he looks like he could still go, honestly. You say that, but I mean, you, you were thinking that like Flair was going to like put on a competent performance, too. He so. would have if he wasn't interested. <laughs> in, 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 interested. I, I, <laughs> he would have if he, was, if he wasn't injured, honestly. I think, like, Fair enough. I mean, we saw those clips of him and Jay, so. Uh, next up, we had the Varsity Blondes versus the Gun Club in the squashiest of all squash matches in AEW history, possibly. They just destroy these guys and they win billy gets the mic says that this is what he's been this is what he's wanted from them he's super proud of them they hug then stokely comes out and the guns betray their own father only for the mm. acclaim to make the save and they scissor daddy ass the crowd goes crazy and jr tells taz to tell him to never do the scissoring thing so davy i mean you're not you, you haven't lost your uh your chance to get a, a finger me daddy i mean <laughs> Oh, a scissor me daddy. Finger me. I was like, I was like, wait, I'm like, are we just gonna yeah. ignore that he's yeah. <laughs> fucking Freudian stuff? <laughs> uh, finger me daddy ass. Uh, I guess you know how you have to <laughs> greet Joe next time you see him. Yeah. But is it finger me daddy ass or is it finger me daddy <laughs> like a like a pirate? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, but oh, now you can God. still get you a, a finger. God damn it! I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you can now get your scissor me daddy ass. Sitter sure. me, scissor me daddy ass. Sitter me, sitter me, <laughs> shitter me, shit on me daddy ass. <laughs> it's just, it's just a question of who's going to be. No, 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 no. <laughs> you want this fucking shirt? So this is not your prize for the G one win. This is not. Nah. Okay. You get you. I, if if I lose, this I have. If I lose, I have something in mind. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it'll. I don't want to ruin the surprise. Damn. Okay. I just hope it's not one of the ones that we've talked about before. <laughs> it won't. Like be. it probably will be. Probably the APA always pound an ass bar and grill shirt. I just, no, I just you, be, you want that shirt too much. Surprised. I do want that shirt. Because that was the thing you're like, oh no, please give me that. I'm like, no, like that inherently defeats the point of it being an awful <laughs> exactly, shirt. If exactly. You want it that badly, and, that, and that's why Davy can't not a get bad shirt. That's why Davy can't get the scissor me daddy ass shirt as a prize. You're gonna have to buy that one yourself. Because <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Um, we then get a Sanjay promo on Wardlow. He's super hyper, hyper angry as hell. Uh, I. You know, had a lot of fire to it. Challenges Wardlow and FTR to a trios match. And then Satnam uh, Singh says, Wardlow, if you're that strong, power bomb me. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's an awesome thing to say. Careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for there, buddy. You think he can do We're it? We're talking about Wardlow here. <laughs> you think he can do well, it? Well, you know, a few more segments and then we'll you know, get to your, your new favorite segment of the show. <laughs> can, I have a, but, can, uh, can I have an interjection real quick, a tangent really quick? about something because we were just talking about rick flair and it reminded me because i wanted to talk about it i saw an ad and it said rick flair drip is now available this was like i saw this the other day and it has him like lighting up a fucking joint and smoking it oh my god and i'm trying to figure out what rick flair what rick flair drip is and then i saw a video of of like a behind the scenes Is it not that music video well it is but like apparently he made it into a product he okay so I saw a video of him like they're like he's like smoking the fucking joint and they're like now pass it to the screen. (laughs) 
like he's doing like promos and like uh, like ads for the fucking whatever the fuck this is. And I'm like, if he's passing it to the screen, is this his own like brand of marijuana or something? What is this? Like, I don't know. I don't know what Ric Flair drip is. I also like how you're like, you know, like, oh, you mentioned Ric Flair like 20 minutes ago. So I I'm sorry. <laughs> I just forgot about it. And I've been, I was wanting to bring it up on the show and I fucking forgot about what it was. But yeah, it's kind of wish you hadn't. Oh, okay. 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 I'm sorry. I looked it up. Ric Flair drip cannabis launch. He has his own weed. Oh my God. Are you kidding me with this shit? Well, it's kind of related to this. Did you, uh, the former speaker of the house john boehner became like a cannabis lobbyist after he left office which was like just the weirdest transformation because he was like the republican like the head republican and now he's like out here and like he's he's like my position's evolved on cannabis which like <laughs> just gives away just how much like you know it's not even marijuana now it's like you know the the kosher term to call it and it's, you know <laughs> it just made me think of that but yeah god damn well the first thing he was gonna do was hold a joint session of congress <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what sucks is that now that Ric Flair has new weed, like we're gonna have to smoke it and review it. For no, the no, <laughs> that's not worth breaking edge over. That's not worth breaking edge over. Ric Flair weed. Oh well, my you know, gosh. depending on how this punk storyline goes, we you know, can <laughs> we, we can buy it oh my and just talk about our experience in buying it. <laughs> what man you know what i what i hit my you know put in my paypal information and then it was shipped to me man like what a surreal experience (laughs) maybe there's a store oh yeah he also opened a wings restaurant (laughs) of course he did oh my god okay all right sorry about that tangent uh we get a deaf triangle promo which is mostly Pac saying that he's sick of osprey's shit and that uh he's going to beat him and prove that he's the best british wrestler is that a fresh match? Like, there's no way, right? They've had to have crossed paths before. We then get a Jungle Boy promo. He says that he's uh, he got in trouble for wearing a shirt last week, which I guess was calling Christian a pussy. He got in trouble for that shirt? At least according to the promo he did. I don't know. He spent way too much time talking about that. The Discovery fucking people didn't like it or whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't want to piss off those people right now, to be fair. They pulled... Listen, I'm not a su- I'm not like a fucking comic book nerd. I, I like comics, but I don't really like superheroes. But this is a fucking tangent. But I was really excited about that fucking Batman, that Bruce Timm, Ed yeah. Baker Batman show. And they fucking... They kiboshed like, it? They're apparently like shopping around for a different platform. It was ordered by HBO Max, and like oh, now shit. they said, now we, we, we dropped it. Oh, no. They dropped that and an Urkel Christmas special. No! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean, these fucking people are like fucking cutting throats, man. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they can get Wardlow off TV. <laughs> and as Christian responds, uh, says that uh, his answer for the pay-per-view match is No. Says that it's getting out of hand, but he's proud of Jungle Boy, and he wants to be able to, like, you know... He's he's now able to formulate a sentence, which I thought was... I immediately thought of just everything Joey's ever said about a Jungle Boy promo. Um, this was a step down from his last promo, though. Yeah, it was. But still, it was just like, he was like, I'm proud of you. You can formulate a sentence now. He's, a, and he's like, I love you, Jungle Boy. You know, you're like a son to me. He goes in for, like, he wants a hug. Crowd chants bullshit. Jungle Boy beats the shit out of him, and... Uh, I didn't like that so much just because yeah. it's like it kind of takes off the heat of the eventual match. Well, like you were saying last week, there's the trope of the babyface 
waiting to get his hands on the heel and that usually it's good. happens at the pay-per-view. It's good and they didn't do it. To, yeah, to Doc's point here, they just didn't do that. Yeah. And it's just kind of this ongoing thing that we're following with Tony's booking or AEW's booking where they're doing different things, which I think is good, but they're also doing traditional things and doing them incorrectly and not to a benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Why do the traditional shit if you're not going to do it correctly right. or when you break the rules, which is fine, it is not in a way that works. And it's a way that just kind of undoes and spoils what we've been watching. Did they do it so Christian agrees to the match? Because his promo work here was fucking excellent. Christian was amazing in this spot. But, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, why wouldn't they just go through? Why wouldn't he just, like, hightail it out of there? But I heard one one theory that... Um, they're still going to build to this match. It's not going to be at all out, or it's uh, and, and like uh, Christian's going to uh, reveal that he has Luchasaurus's contract still. I think force, that's what's going to happen, and then force him to wrestle Luchasaurus. Which I want to see Christian. I want to see Christian wrestle. Yeah, I want to see that. I mean, like, well, the way I expect it, we'll probably get that match at the pay per view, and then we get the Luchasaurus betrayal in the match as like the thing that gets Christian. You know, the yeah, match he needs to win. That's my prediction, but yeah. Next up, we have Wardlow and FTR backstage. Dax says that he is the best wrestler today, hands down. And he challenges Jay Lethal to a singles match, which sounds awesome. But because he was featured this week, we are now to Davey's favorite new segment, Does Wardlow Sucks? (laughs) All right, guys. What's the consensus here? Yes, he just stood there like a silent bitch. Wardlow does the suck. Does Wardlow sucks, Joey? Yeah, he sucked here, I guess. (laughs) I mean, not what, really. What can you say? Like, <laughs> what can you even say? He just stood there. Yeah, he didn't do anything <laughs> to suck. Like, I guess he was good at that. I mean, he was wearing a what? He was wearing a um, like a like a purple shirt, and it looked weird. But I didn't notice. He is the type of motherfucker to wear a purple shirt. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna bury and, him. You're gonna bury you know, his wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I'm li- literally put his wardrobe down on the fucking ground with him. You know, <laughs> we talked about hoping discovery x-men get wardlow off tv but you know like doc says they'd probably fucking put the belt on him and put him on all the fucking posters and they'll probably put him on game of thrones too at some point <laughs> you're gonna shit on game of thrones game of thrones rules dude i think our listeners would agree oh, hold on i mean game Just of thrones ruled okay I'm, I'm optimistic for the new show that last listen, season and listen listen a bit before that was trash what, what season was that was it that season was eight right Eight was garbage. Yeah. So with seven, it, if seven out of eight seasons are top tier, yeah. the show still rules. Even like seven through five, five through seven are like not top tier. They're they're varying they're degrees of tiers. All right. Well, next up we had uh, Kylan King versus Tony Storm. Joey last week predicted that the uh, this would be celebrated uh, for the you know, the dragon thing because it would be a what was it again, Joey? It would be. Kylan King was put on the show so she can lay a giant fudge dragon of a match in, on TV. You know, did she do that? <laughs> no, it was better than that. So I can tell that she has a lot of ability. It's yeah. just that she just needs to string together the right kind of match. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as like I. It was really mostly just the joke, but yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> it was a good joke. The the yeah. most notable thing I wrote was um, the uh, Tony Storm hip attack now has a new name. <laughs> At least according to Tony Giovanni on commentary, it is Sweet Cheeks music. I like it. 
Next up, we have a few other, you know, backstage segments, Trustbusters, Best Friends video package, the unification match was announced, and then that takes us to La Faccione Ignorables versus the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Obviously, we already, you know, spoiled the lead on that. Uh, You got the, you know, all the whole entrance, you know, the list of accolades and whatnot. Don Callis is back. He was on commentary, and we also got another exciting return. Heal Jim Ross. Was he heal? He was basically. Dude, this match, he was like insufferable on commentary. He was like Don Callis was very clearly not being like his usual heel self. Yeah. And he was not yeah. a heel. But he's just like making fun of him. He's burying him. He's like, Oh, how long, you know, that Kenny's just fresh back, is that gonna be an excuse? And then he's like and then when Don Callis and like Taz are just, you know, having fun, he's like He's like, oh, you know, we're just talking wrestling. And he's like, oh, we're talking wrestling, guys. It's like, what the fuck was he? He's like, like, he was, he's like shut up. So weird. Yeah, shut up, bitch. He was super <laughs> weird for this. Like, He he's wasn't like this for Rampage. Just... But yeah, like this match, he was like a heel. Okay. Weird. I don't know. Maybe he just thought it needed that dynamic. <laughs> Old school. He's like, well, Don Callis is working baby face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, um, also, that fucking. I know that we we kind of disagree on this. I, I think there was just a a way to get more bang for your buck with Kenny's return. I, I thought it was a really good this. return, um, but and also they also like did some cool stuff by design. Uh, more that's that same kind of storytelling like they did with with Brian Danielson, where yeah. where like he came back too early and he was botching his moves and he's a little he's rusty and he's like, is he gonna be okay? Is he is he a hundred percent shit like that? Um, I thought that stuff was cool. That fucking insane dive where they held Kenny and like fully set it up, and Dragon Lee went out there and fucking ran it. Oh yeah, like, like they went over the barricade. They went over the barricade and they landed on people, and like that kid looked like yeah. they got hurt. That was crazy. You know they were bringing that kid some free merch. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Trying to appease them out of the lawsuit. Yeah, they had to have. Did. Oh my god, dude. That's typically the going move. Just get a kid. Yeah, this was uh, this was the first time Dragon Lee's been on AEW. I thought he was awesome in this. Uh, Kenny, I don't think he's really lost a step. I mean, like that the story is he's lost. You know, might have lost a step or two, but I don't think he really has. I mean, like the the no. stuff that was like you know kind of quote unquote botched was very clear. Like it was very obvious part of the story. Um, there were, a lot of people got worked by it. They're like, oh man, like I can't believe they would put this guy out here like so hurt. I'm like, dude, like if he was actually this hurt, he would not have been medically cleared. Exactly. It's, um, I can't believe people were. This reminded of me of Game of Thrones. How shit does dragon? This is the Game of Thrones when Jon Snow came back and he wasn't ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kenny wins. He hits the V trigger and the one wing angel with some effort. Uh, they pin Dragon Lee. Uh, the the show goes off the air as Andrade picks up Dragon Lee, throws his mask off, and hits him with a hammerlock DDT. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were running out of time. It was like, oh shit, quick, do it, do it. Do yeah, it, do it. it was like, quick, just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> it was like we're like, wait, wait. I kind of like that though because it was like, yo, dude, like, give me something to think about as the <laughs> yeah, show's going on. Yeah, true. Like, did I just see that? <laughs> like, did they do that? <laughs> yeah, it was like it was so like weird. Like, it took me like off guard. But I was like, I mean, cause, like I was like, yeah, you know heal shit like this happens but i was like oh shit like the show's going off the air and they're like beating the shit out of their partner 
Hopefully it means Dragon Lee. Oh, hopefully it's not just like, well, we're going to beat him up because he's not going to be with us going forward, so don't expect to see Dragon Lee. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's not that. Hopefully, hopefully it's like, oh, it's gonna they're going to bring him into this story because I fucking love Dragon Lee. Yeah, he's great. I, I don't think the return was bad by any means. I just think you could have gotten more bang for your buck in a different spot with Kenny. How could you get more I, bang for your buck than teaming him with the Young Bucks? Get out. <laughs> I mean, like it's it's for the trios tournament. Yeah, they're really trying to get like those belts and like this division over. And, yeah, like, Kenny's a yeah, big and, star, and you paid a lot. You paid a lot for it. You paid the Kenny return for it, yeah. and you know they get the win. So you know, I guess you hope the dividends keep returning. I thought this match was pretty good, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about it, and I don't think it's going on the tape. Well. <laughs> To be fair, I'm not going to think about it at the end of the year. This week, like there were some good matches, but I think the thing that's like going to hold it back is that we watched the G1. Absolutely, dude, mm. and that's a point I was going to make. I shit. watched this before I binged, so it, yeah, okay. So I watched it after. Like I watched this late last night, and after the binge of so much great shit, it was pretty tough to get into some of this. I'll admit, it's not fair to AEW. Like it's just their, t- it's just a weekly TV show, and I'm yeah. watching like. The fucking like gold standard of wrestling all week before it. So even even with that aside, I don't think this goes on the tape. You know what I mean? If you don't, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're making a uh, mixtape AEW <laughs> best best of AEW VHS to sell out of our trunk uh, at the end of the year. So. That shit'll never come out. A, might not be the best uh, get rich quick scheme we've ever come up with, but uh, we'll see. I'm going to do it in uh, two different places. Uh, back of the Walmart parking lot, like far <laughs> away from the entrance and out by the Walgreens trash can. Shall we go into Rampage? Yeah, let's go. Let's do Rampage. All right. So AW Rampage, uh, August 19th, 2022. We open up with a Claudio promo. Puts over Ricky Steamboat as one of his mentors and you know personal in-ring heroes, I guess. And he issues an open challenge for next week, which is accepted by Dustin Rhodes kind of weird seeing dustin rhodes challenge for the roh title kind of like when big show was winning the ecw championship (laughs) or something in that fake ass ecw run however because i love dustin so much and because he's been so good and his matches have been so memorable his heart so inspiring and you know claudio is a good opponent for him and i'm excited about this and i don't care if it kind of doesn't make sense well the whole story know. right is that like it's you know dustin is basically claudio but just with a longer career that like you know this guy who is really good but never yeah. was like put in like the world title spot and obviously claudio now has yeah. been so like that's kind of I, I thought that was a neat little like you know more more of a wholesome story than you know heel versus face or whatever but i'm looking forward to this yeah. what do you think joey claudio and dustin uh, that would be fucking fantastic. <clears throat> I don't care be. if it's for the ROH title or <laughs> I mean, not. You know what else do you say? I was like, are you expecting like this won't happen? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, like, what else is there to say? This is gonna be fucking awesome. I'm stoked. Like, Dustin's. I, I want to see Dustin get that. I want to see Dustin get that marquee late career win. Mm-hmm. But I don't want it to be for the ROH. I don't want him to be. The ROH I don't want him champion. to beat Claudio. Sorry. Yeah, I'd be okay. Yeah, but it's too early for him, and I just don't think it makes sense to have Dustin as your ROH championship champion. It doesn't make any sense. But so this is a clear win for Claudio, but it's a clear win for wrestling fans too. Dustin Rhodes is the feel-good story. Yeah, of the last couple of years, and I I'm glad it's continuing. Next up, we have a uh, Ortiz and Ruby Soho backstage promo. They challenge Sammy and Ty to a match. 
and Ortiz goes crazy. Um, I have no idea what to expect from this. Why are they being? Te- this is such a weird team. Well, they were they were both screwed by Sammy. Ortiz lost to Jericho because of the uh, interference from Sammy. Remember when he dressed up as Fuego, and then uh, well, Ruby wasn't screwed by Sammy. I got it. So I, it's I, like you know they're yeah. they're aligned together already. They were screwed by these two. It makes sense. I don't like this. Can you imagine the day when when um, Sammy and Ty went to Tony's office and they're like, "So we've been fucking right." <laughs> And we also want to do, we just want you to, to book us as a tag team. We've been talking about this a lot. And we want to do a mixed tag going forward. So put together some opponents for us. Great talking to Tones. Yeah, I mean, clearly it doesn't take Deuce. much to convince Tony to book Sammy. but The whole time his head is down in a face of Coke and he doesn't even answer them until they're out of the room. <laughs> you got it, Sammy. <laughs> Are you sure that was more of a Vince impression than anything? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm just... I'll just say this. The the reality's starting to blur here with some bad booking. I'll just say this. Speaking of bad booking, anytime they're gonna have a mixed tag match on TV, no thanks. Like no I'm not gonna like it. So just assume that I hate it every time. All right. Well you don't want it on TV, do you want it like in the target produce section? Never. <laughs> never any nowhere. I don't He wants it on pay per view, baby. <laughs> he wants to pay for no, that shit. No, no, but I don't want to see it ever. It's garbage. It's garbage. The, oh. Like, like it's the, it's a tag match, and not everybody can fucking wrestle each other. So, what's the point? All right. So next week we will probably, you know, spoiler alert for what Joe was gonna say. We'll just probably play the clip back. Uh, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's garbage. Uh, next up, we had an actual tag match: Private Party versus Swerve in Our Glory for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Um, I thought this was like a fun little match. It wasn't anything to, you know rant and rave about um i thought it was fine um obviously the champs retain um private party didn't really stand much of a chance but they did you know they had a okay showing for you know their spot it was fine this is the type of match that after watching the g1 (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's hard to judge not that there's a you know not that i watch any of the multi-man matches during the g1 oh yeah i'm sure if you were if if we if if like your g1 viewing experience was i'm going to just watch the multi-man matches oh my god dude (laughs) that would be an experiment oh my god what an experiment that that would be be insane (laughs) all right whoever loses the pickups this year next year they they have to only watch the multi no and they have to report on no 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 Listen, Next that, year, that, 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 that. Would, that would have to be like a Patreon exclusive, and somebody's gonna have to pay <laughs> yeah, out the ass. To... You're gonna have to pay our salaries to for us to do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Holy oh fuck! God. And we have to watch every single one. Oh my god! <laughs> and like not inter, not intermixed with the actual G1 matches, like just yeah, like don't even talk about the builds. <laughs> this is an experiment. I'm interested in, in hearing. Oh my god, hearing but not doing. <laughs> inter- yeah, hearing absolutely. the results of, but definitely not enduring. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! You mentioned that dive dragon lead into the crowd. I just found it, ran it back. Oh my god, dude, his like yeah, up, like bad, <laughs> like real bad. Honestly, if you're that kid and you get kicked by Dragon Lee at the first row of AW show, and a wrestler fucking lands on you, you've had a good fucking time. Yeah, that's not what you were saying when we when we literally had to deal with this shit at the fucking GCW show. It's different yeah, when yeah. Schlax fucking hepa- hepatitic blood. <laughs> Is dripping it's, it's, on your shoes. There's a substantially lower risk of an S. I've never seen Davy gro- show. I, I've never seen Davy grossed out about like something, especially blood in my life, because he loves horror movies and stuff. 
but a little tiny drop of like Schlack's blood was on the chair in front of him, yeah. and he almost passed out. No, it wasn't a little tiny. <laughs> that motherfucker bled all over. There the was chair a couple in front of, of spots. There was a couple of Dude, drips. No, I have a picture. Listen, I have a photo of it. There, he fucking dripped blood all over the motherfucker and all over this underneath the seats too. There was a little bit it was fucking dirty, and it was splashing around. Yeah. Schlack blood. It was Schlack. Yeah. <laughs> that was gross. Now. He was gross. He looked like he was about to pass out. He looked at me and was like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> Dude, even even Nick Gage blood wouldn't have grossed me out like that. I'm pretty sure the past episode uh, was it the fucking um, Circle Six one or whatever that Schlack was on. That we were talking about like how his blood is like the most like disease ridden thing on the planet. It <laughs> just made it out. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> um, it's funny because like the crowd kind of died down between matches, and his blood was still there, and I heard it singing the ABCs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Next uh, on the show. Next up, we had uh, a segment with the factory. They're all playing cards. They are just milking this fucking like faux mafia oh thing God. for all they can. Hobbs is angry that they didn't take out quote unquote that whiny bitch referring to Ricky Starks. Uh, next up, we have Zach Clayton. Nick Camarado just looks fucking hilarious. Like, he's just <laughs> funny like, shit at those card tables. Yeah, like, honestly, like, you know, this little gimmick change for them is worth it just for the way Nick Camarado's dressing. Um, next up, we had Zach Clayton versus Hook for the FTW Championship. Zach comes down, he buries West Virginia in the most generic heel way, you know, just cesspool. You know, I know Joey hates his little sports references, but at least it shows that the guys did, you know, their homework. This is just like. I could just say this promo about literally Ugh. anyone, anywhere. Hook comes down, red rums him immediately, and wins. Yeah, we get Hook back. <laughs> back to what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah, but why build this at all? Yeah, it was a little weird. Gonna be. And they, they put over, you like, you're like, oh, like, you know, like, Clayton's got some size on him, but, you know, all oh, the judo can be an equalizer. And it's like, yeah, this wasn't an equalizer. This was a fucking, you know, burial. <laughs> I guess it'll be a rematch. Yeah, and, yeah, and they, they, yeah, it's, this guy got some promo time, and I don't know. I like this guy. I think that he has, he might have something. We immediately get teased for who his next challengers are, though, or his next challenger. Menard and Angela Parker cut a promo on Hook. They said that they want they want a taste of the title, and they um, say, "What if the FTW t- title was held by a sports entertainer?" So it's probably Angela Parker because I believe Matt Menard is injured. Really? What's what's his injury? Good reporting. I can't remember what it is, but they've actually had him on commentary for uh, either Dark or Dark Elevation. I've heard he's pretty decent. Okay. Something to watch out for. All right. Cool. There was, I think, a recent episode, uh, him and Excalibur actually sing the Maki Ito entrance because she was on Dark. That sounds like, you know, worthwhile content to look out for. Uh, we then get uh, Billy Gunn backstage, says that the ass boys put on their big boy pants so he can now spank their ass. <laughs> And he's bringing the acclaim with him to Dynamite. <laughs> what did his shirt say? It said, like, sex win? What did it say? I didn't notice it. Says, it says say win. I guess it's some, like, oh, say win. some like hillbilly okay. thing. Say win. I thought, it, I thought it was about the safe word. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Triple X episode of Monster Pop. Yeah, it's Triple X. So do you guys want to know what my safe, safe word is? <laughs> is this a shoot? Let's hear it. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I bet we hear that one a lot. <laughs> you ever go to Davy's house and you just hear "stop" <laughs> all the time, dude? Honestly, <laughs> screaming all the time. Um, the next match, uh, they actually said this was a standby match uh, because of the hook one went so short. 
I don't know if that was actually true, but they didn't advertise it. That's so, awesome that they did this. Yeah. Yeah. We had Buddy Matthews versus Serpentico. This was, um, you know, this this was your Morkborg, you know, random encounter, right? And uh, yeah, Buddy it Matthews was. They rolled, they rolled on that random encounter table. Yeah. Came up with this little fucking little Joe. <laughs> uh, so Buddy destroyed him, but then, you know, his, his rolls weren't so good because Miro comes out, has Malachi's mask throws it down, attacks Buddy, and just destroys him. So he rolls a fumble, and fucking Miro comes out and kicks him in the fucking Dude, Miro, this was fucking awesome. This is one of the... Finally, yeah. This is probably the best thing I I saw on on AEW this week at all, was this. Really? Yeah. Definitely on Rampage. Easily on Rampage. Probably probably on both. I'm telling you, that that beatdown... stuff was cool. That beatdown was was something that was, that was a breath of fresh air to see somebody come out and fucking just lay it in he beat the fuck out of him and looked like a fucking killer like this is yeah. what i've been wanting to see in wrestling period and you know yeah there's a part where he grabs his face and he's just screaming and talking yeah. shit that was so fiery was, when it feels yeah. like really extra too because we just saw this complete squash match from buddy where he did mangle someone yeah the way miro mangled him worse like way worse yeah. and like he dude this is this is this is the kind of shit i want to see in wrestling i don't want to see people come out and doing hockey fights like fake hockey fights i want to see somebody get the fuck kicked out of him like this i want to see somebody lay yeah. it in and this is what miro did and that fucking kick was so brutal Oh yeah! Oh my god! I, like, I don't think the Moshka kick has ever looked better. Even Julia was pretty good, like as the yeah. camera was zooming in, yeah. all looking all pissed off. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's oh, yeah. doing pretty good with this character, I think. Oh yeah, when he fucking took a second to fucking look at her, so he had the little story bit in there and everything. Yeah. Fucking fantastic! Fuck this! I'm telling you, to me, this was the best thing. It was such a breath of fresh air to see something like this, to see a fight like this, like. We didn't get this from Punk and Moxley, and they were supposed to be fighting each other and hating each other. Straight up. And, like, yeah. like, this is the best thing I saw on AEW all week, this fucking small beatdown. That's it. <laughs> yeah, when Miro clotheslines him, like, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. It wasn't quite the same, but when I when I was talking about um, Bull Nakano on the G1 episode, yeah. where he, he, like, clotheslines him, and he follows through. Oh, my God. Ball, crowd just yeah, goes his nuts. fucking whole arm goes through. Great. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. Great. Yeah, this was oh my gosh, dude, badass, dude. Put 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 Mira right back on the map for me. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he can build on this, yeah. man. Please keep beating and the shit out of everybody like this. Good lord, if you're if you're Tony Khan and you see this and you're like, fuck, that's what it's supposed to look like. Do you just hate the rest of your roster? <laughs> do you just like do you just like hate that Jericho's been doing hockey or hate fights yourself, all the time? Or hate yourself for botching it yeah. so far? Letting him do, letting him do stupid, stupid shit, and booking him yeah. stupid shit. You just wish that you had wrestlers like this, like more wrestlers like this that are just that, that can fight like this. <sighs> I, think, I think a lot of them can. I just I don't know what the fuck. Like, yeah. You see this, you see this, and if if Miro's not booked to come out on top of this whole feud, you change your mind. This is where you change your mind. Uh, next up, we have Lexi of the DMD crew. Britt says that they're leaving <laughs> because they're not at the pay per view. So yeah, they're they're, they're done. Uh, though she has a match this week, so there might be still a chance to uh, put her <laughs> on the pay-per-view. But uh, she calls Thunderstorm uh, the most toxic team at all of AEW um, as they diffuse. Didn't, didn't they the say they're going to attend and laugh or something? Yeah. Oh, so. Uh, then we get a huge return. Oh, for this next match? Yeah. We have Penelope Ford versus Athena, which, uh, you know, more Game <laughs> of Thrones talk as Excalibur notes that, you know, her white hair, kind of Targaryen-esque. Uh, and, and he's like, oh, your corporate <laughs> synergy... And Jericho says, no, more like corporate shill. 
But then Jericho yeah. proceeds to make like a few dozen more Game of Thrones references throughout the show, and it's exactly what Davy was talking about with like the Mary the Secretary. Like this is how like the normies talk about it. Yeah. Like I like you know like when you like watch it with your parents and they're like, oh you know this weird bit that like they get like you know half of it wrong, but you know it's they have to watch it because it's the cool thing. Look, normies talk about wrestling too, you know. Right. Yeah, but this was very much. It felt like you know. Jericho Imagine, definitely dude, felt like the normie here. Some of what I've seen on on some Game of Thrones, like I sat down and tried to watch it once, but I've also seen bits and pieces <laughs> at my dad's, and and there was a there was a pretty fucking hard sex scene. I just sat there and watched with my dad, and <laughs> so uncomfortable. Well, this is the triple X episode was it, of was Monster it the Porn. <laughs> Watching <laughs> fucking porn with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what it that's kind of the vibe of like Jericho talking about I, it. Gave. That would be the triple X version. Dude, my friend my survive. friend's dad like had some porn tapes and I remember him my buddy seeing like, yeah, my dad was like, I'll check this out. I'm like, put it on. He was like 13. <laughs> and I remember the name of the I remember the name it was a 70s porn. It was called Little Girl Blue. Oh my god. What well, the fuck? <laughs> anyone interested in that? Google it. Oh, no thanks. A little girl. Don't blue. giggle. Check it out. Look, don't Google that. <laughs> Good lord, don't hey, do that. It's from the golden age. It's from the golden age of porn when porn still had some fucking <laughs> don't, artistic merit. Don't Google that. Don't do. Don't Google that. Definitely don't Google gold. Hey, on the real, on the real, some of those '70s movies are legit good. Like, no hey, you want to hear something funny? You know those like porn parodies that they do nowadays? Like the, you know, they'll see like the Married with Children one and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah. I watched. I watched She Hulk. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the Flintstones one, and if you took out all the sex, it's pretty fucking good. Like it's pretty much as good oh, as the God. show. Okay. Well, I think it's some solid. It's, no, it's, it's some, not as good as the fucking bro, Flintstones, it's, but dude, maybe it's as good as the Flintstones dude, movie. Watch it. No, watch that I th- shit. I think Joey just invalidated every opinion he's ever. No, I'm serious. No, dude, Go I watch like, it. It was like really. It was like a really solid episode of fucking Flintstones. <laughs> I mean, like behind the green door, and like Devil and Miss Jones, and I mean those are high water marks. But there's other, there's other stuff from the seventies. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, all right. He he's like he's like he's some like, of it is even profoundly. Some of it is even profoundly <laughs> unerotic. He's like fucking just like <laughs> he's like he's like fucking nerds. It's really downbeat. The, the sex scenes okay, are like right. not. They're not really t- meant to titillate, but kind of like repulse. And I don't know if repulse is the right word, no, that, but kind of set the, a tone. Uh, What's the triple? It's episode triple X. That'll be another Patreon reward. As we there are there episode. were auteurs working in porn. That's all like, I'm saying. Like, at one point, Davy's like fucking nerds, fucking knowing all everything about Game of Thrones, and then like, Straight and up. then and then like, but he's then whipped like, out like dude, the uh, encyclopedia dude, yeah. erotica. He, yeah, he's the encyclopedia of seventies yeah. porn. This is bush yeah. porn. <laughs> butch porn. Bush. Bush. Oh yeah. Bring back the bush. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> My God. Well, this was. Uh, so, what did we think of this match? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> where, where are we on the show right now? Penelope Ford versus Athena. Penelope. Oh, uh, Penelope. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, fine, I guess. Penelope. It's fine. Penelope comes yeah. back from an injury. From an injury, just to. Uh, is this her? Is this her first match back? By the way, she might have had a match on Dark. Yeah. I, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Gets jobbed out. Whatever. It was. Uh, it was, it was quite enough. It's not quite a job. I guess. I mean, for someone that they're clearly like breeding for, breeding, uh, preparing for a title match. Um, and and they they fucking gave a close up on Kip Sabian with the box over his head and the crowd clapping for his girl. 
They zoomed in on him. They said, yeah, that's Kip Sabian. He'll be challenging some cool boxing. spots, like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe channeling John Boxley. Get it? <laughs> Speaking of dad jokes. Boxley. No, there's this spot where, where she does that little cartwheel into the corner, and Athena catches her, like, in German position. That was really, done really well. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was pretty good. Like, Penelope's not bad. And I thought, well, she's back from an injury. She's back from an injury, so maybe, you know, she's, you know, kind of lost that progress. But no, I I thought she was solid. Like, she's mid-tier in their women's roster, and that's not a bad place to be. It's not hard to be Uh, mid-tier on that roster, though. Athena, look, yeah, maybe. But Athena's looked good, you know? Yeah, Athena's fine. Like, this was good. This was better than I thought this was. So is she being built for Jade or not? Like, what the fuck? Well, cl- I mean, clearly she gets attacked by yeah. the baddies after the match. Yeah, but like Jade yeah. destroys her wings. That's true. Kind of, yeah, and oh then my attacks God. her. God, dude, just give it like two more hits. Like, how's she gonna fly over the Ophidium? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like she gets like a dent in there eventually, but like you know, I don't <laughs> know how she built those, but clearly pretty well built. If, she made know. she made them herself. They're made of an alloy not known to this planet. Or Jade's, you know, not very good at using uh, a sledgehammer. I don't know. Next up, we have the uh, main event, the best friends versus the trust busters. Uh, they continue a bit on like the, you know, the Mark. Henry Wait, this is the triple week. X episode. And we just did an Athena segment and we didn't get a penthouse forums from Joey. Why would you, why would you have one for me? I don't know. Oh, I guess it's just a bad joke. Okay, let's go. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> This is the second week in a row that the Trustbusters were in the main event. How about that? Um, yeah, they're in the main event. Uh, they continued a bit um, last week with uh, Mark Henry and Orange. Like they had a thing where like Orange tried to steal his line, and he called him out. And this week, Mark Henry did his thing where he's like, you know, like there's been enough talk, and then Orange is like, wait, that's my line. So, uh, but yeah, the match stuff I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, it kind of was like a good way to like kind of show off whatever you know variety they have in the trust busters uh jr even notes that they are a distinctly different looking hu- that they're made of distinctly different looking human beings i like it which is a good point i really like it sounded like an ai's way of describing it it, 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 it reminds me it <laughs> yeah. reminds me of like the it reminds me of like the just incredible uh stable in ecw i can see oh, that. Um, with like jason and jazz and just incredible and lance storm and don Ray. i was just about to say yeah. the name of that the, the prime the, time the, players. The, the impact players yeah impact players yeah. sorry yeah that's what it reminds me of i like it it's this fucking awesome and fucking when when sunny kiss said uh said what he had to say amber goes i know that's right it's <laughs> 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 like it doesn't even matter what she says or doesn't even matter what uh, awesome. what Sunny Kiss says. I thought Sunny Kiss worked pretty well as, like, uh, I mean, she was the manager here, but I thought, like, she worked decent in that role. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, I, I like Sunny Kiss. I like this whole thing. Trustbusters are awesome. I guess people are mad yeah. about it on Twitter or whatever. Who gives a fuck? You gotta well, interview I mean, people somehow. And, like, they lost, so, like, I mean, I hope we see more of them at some point. It'd feel like a little bit of a waste if we don't, but, I mean, it's fine. You know, even then, like, you, you have to build people to be challengers. Yeah. I thought the big attraction to me here was to get another look at baby Brock. <laughs> and what'd you think of that look? Um, he's fine. He was fine here. It didn't, didn't move him along in my, in my yeah, mind. Yeah. I mean, all. there was a few times where like, I don't know if I would say that he looked lost, but yeah, there was like a little bit where it's like, you know, let's 
maybe not so much pick up the pace, but it's at least, you know, kind of, he, he needs a little bit of help getting from like point A to point B. <laughs> Baby Brock Lesnar, it's too funny. Yeah, Lil Brock. Yeah, Lil Brock. Like if he had a car, like if there was a cartoon called Lil Brock, like a Saturday morning cartoon about little kid Brock and you brought that cartoon to life through magic, it would be this guy. It why did that? It would be the actual Brock. Why did that become a thing at some point? Like I, I remember the Little Rosie show. There yeah, was a little and there show was, about Little yeah, Rosie. Yeah, there was like a there was a uh, Louis Anderson. Yeah, there was a Bruce uh, fucking Bruce Willis one called what is it called? Uh, Bruno the Kid. That's right. Yeah. And then there was Bobby's World, which I think was about a little Howie supposed to be. I guess his name was Bobby, yeah. not Little Howie, not Howie's World. But then recently there was like a Lil Ellen show on HBO, and I only hell? know that because the plug got pulled on it by the. Distributor. <laughs> oh my god! Um, well, oh, there was there was one other thing that I wrote down for this match uh, from Jr. He said that when he was talking about Slim J, he said that was his nickname in middle school. Which, if I've ever heard a more bullshit line on commentary, I'm not sure if I ever have. Slim J's fucking awesome. Jesus Christ, that guy rocks. Did y'all were y'all impressed as them as I am? I liked the um the finish with it because like he was the guy who took the pin, obviously, but uh I liked the uh the weird like pyramid splash that the yeah. best friend set up on him and he like took it perfectly. Dude, he's so good. Jesus Christ. And he's funny. Like he's so perfect for that role. God damn. Oh yeah. I agree, yeah. He is he is underrated, yeah. But yeah, I was glad to see him get like a lot of stuff in here and really showed that stuff and i love like last week when everything threw him out of the ring and i forgot to mention it i like the way he sold orange cassidy's little baby cakes while he was down he <laughs> yeah. was looking at him like what what <laughs> <laughs> i love like uh when, when they threw him out of the ring last week i didn't mention this but he fucking like lands on his face and like scoots on his face and it's one of the funniest cells i've ever seen <laughs> i yeah, had to rewind kind of i had to rewind it like five times well i think that uh about wraps up everything for this week yeah, it does. So I, I think decent week of uh, wrestling. Uh, really good if you were watching the G1. And you know, yeah. if you want the discussion about that, check out our G1 episode. It was fun as always. Yeah, we did a we did a, 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 G, a episode wrapping up everything that we liked about the G1. We binged the fuck out of it. So check it out. If you got questions, make sure you send them to us. You can drop them in our Discord, tweet us, and stuff like that. We like to do questions at the beginning of the show now. So if you got some questions, give us some stuff to talk about. Just click that link in the in the description. Join the Discord. Follow our social media and stuff like that. You guys have anything? No, man. That's that sums it up. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. Well, may your week be filled with mini monster pops. Catch you guys later. See you guys. There's more than just dragons on that fucking Game of Thrones show. There's those other creatures too. Not really, no, not really. There's like zombies and fucking That's, creatures. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah they're zombies. like, yeah, I guess they are kind of zombies. Yeah. Okay.